Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Of course, Gerald here with you, your host. And your boy is coming along for the ride. It's been... Damn, dude. I, Colby Max here. It's been like two years probably, right, since you came on. We did we did African-American films. That was like yeah. a couple years ago. It's been a long time. I remember when I first started listening, there was like a second P. Like it was always on the podcast. I know. Now I have to, <laughs> I have to go out and find my P's now. <laughs> well, you, I'm, I, I appreciate you getting like the blackest P. Yeah, the lightest black is Pete, but still the black is Pete nonetheless. <laughs> it's different than black eyed peas, you know. That's yeah, a different that's, thing. See, right? that's, that's a very different thing, you know. <laughs> oh man, well I love you, Colby Mac, and I'm glad love that you, you finally man. were able to get back over here on the peas. Yes, and you're you. We were just talking before we started recording because, like I said, it's been a couple years. Last time you were on the show, you were in Atlanta, which is actually not too far away from me. Correct. And I'm like, cool, man, we'll get up. We go to some of the same film festivals. Like, well, you know, and then I wake up one day, you're in California. So now, so know, now you're out we west. missed each other. That's when I was like in, uh, I went to, to 919 and that was mm-hmm. like the one year where you didn't go. That's and, right. You got, a yep. ch- you got a chance to meet Shama, which was great, right? Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, I moved out to Cali uh, back in September and I've spent as much time outside of Cali as in it. And it's been cool. Like the important thing of being like, a divorced single dad was trying to establish a mm-hmm. sense of like consistency. Like one, I got to keep working, you know, thank God for my, my almost hundred percent remote job to sure. kind of do my thing. But they've been, they've been really gracious with my time to let me explore my creative pursuits. And, you know, awesome. I've been, I've been doing my thing, man. I've been, I've been blessed to take advantage of the access and the opportunity that's out here in California and uh, really leverage it, you know, join a couple of organizations. And sure. I think 2023 has a lot of things in store. I mean, look at this. I'm back on the P's after a couple of years. Like I know, man. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, I, I love it, man. I love following you on Twitter or whatever it is. And uh, I was texting you the other night because I'm sitting there in the bed watching the HCA awards. Mm-hmm out there in Hollywood a couple weeks ago with my son, who's nine, who's, you know, really starting to take an interest in movies. And I'm like, Oh my God, dude, that's my boy. That's my friend Colby. He's giving away an award. He met Brendan Fraser. That's my guy. It was such my son's like, my son's like, you, you know him? I'm like, yeah, I had to like prove to him that we know each other. You know? (laughs) No, I mean, it, it was such a cool night. Like, um, I'm, you know, shout out to HCA and yeah. the organization, such a diverse body of like film critics and pundits and stuff like that. And I legit met heroes of mine, folks who were mm-hmm. the reason and inspiration why I got to talk about movies outside of like a just above average fan sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. I grew up in the early YouTube days of like screen junkies and movie fights and like yeah. seeing John Roca face to face. I said, like, yo, bro, literally, if it wasn't for you and, and Scott Mance and Dan Murrow and like, yo, like, like of all those guys, like I would have never really got into this. And yeah. it was just really great and completely surprised. One, I was blessed to be able to have the opportunity to present best actor, you know, um, crazy, at the man. And I had no clue who was going to win. They asked, do you want to? I was like, nah, I wouldn't be a surprise. But like, are they here? They're like, yeah. So I was like, okay. I know that Kyle's nominated. I know Austin's nominated. I know Brenda's nominated. I know Tom Cruise is nominated. Ain't no way Tom Cruise is in this building. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. Don't get me wrong. Like Brendan Fraser, I, that was when I when I when I saw him, that I was saw awesome. Him, I said, oh. <laughs> and then he he rises up. He comes up on the stage, looks me directly in my eyes, says, "Colby, I just want to thank you for this honor." I said, "Bro, oh man." In my mind, I'm like, I voted for Austin, but like, still, you were so great. <laughs> Encino man, bro. Encino, Encino man. man. Airheads, the mummy, oh, bedazzled. Man. Like top five Brendan Fraser movies, just off the top of the dome. Like oh, we gosh. could do that. Yeah, we could George do that. George of the Jungle. Like- <laughs> no, that's that's great, man. And you killed it. Yeah. You did a great job. Thank and you, I, 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 I was really proud of you, man. It was awesome to see you up there. And I love to see the things you're doing too, man. It's great. So I Brendan Fraser aside, we're we're talking a different actor tonight. Yeah, a different '90s icon. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to ask you a little bit about it. Now, of course, we do a top five show here, so any first time listeners, we're going to be counting down our top five, and of course, we got to do movies because Colby's here. And I shot Colby a message a few weeks ago. I said, "Hey, man, let's get you back on the show. Uh, here's some topics that we could do." 
and you kind of threw this one out there. Now, there's an interesting kind of twist on it, but why don't you real quick tell everybody what the countdown is today? Yeah, today we are doing top five Keanu Reeves performances. And of course, Keanu Reeves is back inside pop culture at the movie theater from what people who got a chance to see. So I recognize there's levels to this game, right? Come out to mm-hmm. LA, I'm moving and shaking and stuff like that. And I recognize I'm on like the lowest level, right? And then there's this, this, this. There are people who are sitting here at events, screenings like three, four times a day. I'm not there yet, but I'll get there. Mm, and they sure, got yeah. a chance and been privileged and probably with some folks catch us on the podcast side for those who are watching live. Thanks for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who are going to catch us <laughs> on the podcast and whatnot, yeah, it's one of those things where like he's got a new movie and it's a three-hour action movie on a movie that I don't want to say revitalized his career, but definitely took him to a place that no one expected with John Wick Chapter 4. And mm-hmm. uh, we said, why not? Why not celebrate what could be the biggest film of the month of March with at Keanu? Least. Yeah, at, sure. At least Creed is going to give him a run for his money, but we'll see. I know, I know. <laughs> Screen know? 6 as well. I mean, it's going to be a busy That's month, right, honestly, man. for it the is. movies. But it is. I, well, I want to ask you about this interesting kind of asterisk on this because – this comes up a lot when I have you know guests on the show that want to do specific actors, right? Or in some cases, it's always like, is it our top five movies that that person is in as an entire project, or is it our top five performances by that person? And you said you wanted to do performances. Now, I want to ask you, there's absolutely no like realm of this world that Keanu would listen to this. But if you are Keanu, I love you. Don't take this personally. But I don't think people are sitting around discussing how like established of an actor he is as far as like the acting prowess. Correct. It's more about the charisma and the name and kind of like the personality. But I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying without I'm not oh. trying to be mean or rude to him because I love him. Obviously, we're doing this episode. But do you know what I'm saying? They're they're not like sitting around talking about him like they talk about Leo or yeah. you know, any he's of these not a really thespian, but he's yeah. a really interesting movie star. And I think when you sure. focus on performance, it can broaden up the conversation because there are some things that are really unexpected. I think most recently in the past five years, and this doesn't make I would be crazy if this makes any of our top fives, but like there's a guest starring role that he had. Right in a really uh, popular Netflix movie called "Always Be My Maybe." Yep, and a lot of people were so impressed because they saw a little bit of a different side. Yo, he had a really good cameo as like a haystack, right? <laughs> in oh, the right. SpongeBob, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you know that right. that may not come up in the conversation, but could be really really colorful, right? Right. So it's gonna be sure. interesting to see, especially you and I as like you know as a Gen Xer and a like a Zeniola myself, right? Sure. The way yeah. that we've grown up. With Keanu, people know Keanu like post, you know, um, uh, the Matrix. We knew him way before that. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about Keanu Reeves, and when I was kind of doing my research for this list, when I knew you wanted to do it, is that there's specific, and I don't want to mention them because they're going to be on my list, but there's specific roles of his that are like almost like they were written for him, based yeah. on his sensibility, based on the way he, his mannerisms and mm-hmm. speech and that kind of thing. And then there's other roles where it's like, why did they cast him in this? He's not the right fit for this. Oh, like in like, Bram Stoker's Dracula? <laughs> like, thank you very much. Do you know the yes, story behind why he was cast in that? Actually, I don't know. So essentially, so keep in mind, Winona Ryder was dating Johnny Depp at the time, but mm-hmm. Johnny Depp was not as big of a name as Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. So Winona was like, yo, even though like, you know, um, um, like I like respect you and stuff like that, but we got to get Keanu for this role. Mm-hmm. I was riddled with fear i'll never forget that bro it was one of his worst performances in bram stoker's job i'm like dude what did what did coppola see you know like, like, bro you saw dollar signs bro that's all he I mean, saw. Yeah. yeah you're probably right but you know it, it, but when you were doing your research for this so that's kind of mm-hmm. like my little caveat was like yeah. there was two or three roles where i was like god damn this is he was perfect for this yeah. But I feel like he was almost kind of playing a version of himself, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But when you were doing your research before we get into our top fives, like, was it easy for you to kind of come up with your five favorite? Oh, it, one of the easiest top fives I've had in a while, which okay. is interesting just because, like, I've married the performance to the film and it just happens to kind of both work for me. And Keanu Reeves is one of those actors where, like, with regards to heroes, right? Like, 
like I grew up with so much of what the iconography of Keanu Reeves is that like like him, Denzel, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, like that's just all that I had in the late mm. 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s, you know? Yeah. And I love the fact that Keanu, he's done a little bit of everything except for just straight out comedies particularly. Yeah, and he hasn't done – correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't done any of the big Marvel or DC stuff, right? Like he hasn't been in any of that stuff, right? So it's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know if this is going to amp up your top five. He had Constantine. Oh, yeah, he I'm did have John Constantine. Constantine, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that, yeah. was like, that was like a weird – like that was DC before cinematic universe. It was like a thing. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember yeah. there being a discussion about him – a couple years ago, I feel like joining the MCU or doing something in the you MCU, know, I, but I didn't I feel think like that ever happened. I feel like he's a name that – I feel like it's one of those things everybody should get their chance to shine like in the sure. DC or MCU banner, right? I don't know what role would be fitting of him, right? I think it'd probably have to be one of those like cameos like what Russell Crowe got or like what like, you know – um Maybe a uh, villain, man. Like some kind of one-off oh villain. Oh, my gosh. Too. If he's just like – I mean – so like they were talking about like him being the villain in the Guardians of 3 – you know, Guardians of um, Galaxy Volume 3 that okay. he would end up playing Adam Warlock, right? Oh. Um, so it'd be really interesting, you know. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's uniquely right. He's one of those actors that like doesn't look his age, right? Right. So like he still got he he he's still got a lot left in the tank. So um, the the world is his oyster. Yeah, I love the dude, and uh, you know I'm glad you we're finally getting around to doing it on the show. It's been on the to do list for a while, and it's fitting right now with the new John Wick coming out, like you said. Yeah. So when this episode airs. I am not good at math at all, but I think when this episode <laughs> airs, it's about a week removed from the re yeah. release of John Wick, so it'll still be fresh in theaters. And then, like you said, we've got some patrons watching it live as we speak. All right, man, let's do it. Let's do our top mm -hmm. five Keanu Reeves performances with Colby Mack. Colby, what do you got at number five, brother? Man, you know, I remember it was a couple of weeks ago um, – and somehow the topic of like sports movies is coming up. And I, I was trying to craft this tweet like, yo, if you were able to right. take like, you know, essentially uh, from all the great sports films and build together like uh, like a, a, an 11 on 11, right? Who, what quarterback would you choose? What running back would you choose? And essentially they could be of any sports move. Like you wanted to build the greatest team. And I still think that that's something we should be able to do, right? Like I think it would be yeah, like, sure. really, really good, right? Um, so I think in this instance, if I could be able to have somebody as like, my go-to quarterback, right? Essentially, it would have to be Keanu Reeves inside of the replacements as Shane Falco. Yeah, dude. Which, if you ever want to imagine Keanu, like if anybody could play Tom, Tom Brady, it's pretty much what Keanu Reeves is doing as Shane Falco in the replacements. Yeah. It is so good. Like he moves like, like everything worked for him. Like somehow I was convinced that this guy was a league MVP. That Gene Hackman was like – so everything worked towards him. I think it was like one of the best ensembles of the late 90s and it did what I love about sports comedies, especially ones of like that older generation where like it takes the absurdity of all these crazy characters and he's the straight guy, you know? And he's the one that's got to wrangle in all these wild cast of characters but because of who he is, like it really worked to his strengths and man, it was so good. Yeah, I agree, man. It's my number six. It's right oh. outside my top five. There uh, you go. Very, very close to crossover, but this is just such a fun movie, kind of like turn your brain off movie that you just, you know, and it's so endearing and these under this underdog story. And yeah, man, uh, I think Keanu fits perfectly too, kind of like what I was, was talking about earlier, where his personality plays to a lot of these characters, and that's one of them. So yeah, great man. pick to get us started, man. The replacements. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind like a revisit the replacements. Like you know, we, yeah. we have all these legacy sequels. Like man, that came out what nineteen? Was that ninety nine? Have him be that a was coach. Two thousand. Have him be I the coach. I can't in now. my mind. I can't re reconcile that that film it came out twenty three years ago. I know, like, dude. I still say twenty years ago, and I think of the eighties, and I know that at some point that's got to stop. That just <laughs> you got to fix that. That's definitely forty years ago now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm almost forty. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all right. You got me beat, brother. I'll, I'll be 48, I did, I did. 48 this year. When I get to 50, I don't. I might just end it. I don't know. All right, man. So nice way to get us started with the replacements. My number five. Now people might let's not get the mob out quite yet, guys. I'm going to try to explain myself as I go through my top five here. But as I was ranking these, I was trying to base it on his performance, which is what the episode's about, not necessarily the movie. 
And I'm only saying that because if I was doing Keanu Reeves movies, this would probably be my number one. It definitely would be my number one or two. Ooh. But when we're talking performance, my number five is The Matrix. Wow. From, from 1999. Calm down, all right? So <laughs> as I'm going through this list, I'll explain. But as we get closer to my one, each performance I feel like is molded a little bit more to his sensibility, a little bit more to his acting style, if you will. So The Matrix is obviously a sci-fi futuristic thriller that he's amazing in. I mean, he's the one, dude. What are you going to do? And the movie itself is obviously so revolutionary for so many different reasons, special effects, everything. But I just feel like you'll see as you go, as we kind of go through my list, like, in other words, each pick is a little more like what I feel like Keanu Reeves is kind of like, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how I built my list. Now, with that being said, like I said, if we were doing movies, this is probably my number one. This is definitely my top two. But I love this movie. I love Keanu in it. I can remember when he was cast in it at first, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know, dude, like that guy, like the Bill and Ted guy. I don't know. But it worked. And, and, you know, I don't I don't know if the sequels are home runs. I mean, they have good things to them, um, good pieces. And as a trilogy as a whole, it's decent. But this first movie just stands alone as, as just flawless, man. So I love it. It's my number five. What do you think? I mean, I've got it much higher. So I will tell you what I think in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right. So a little crossover. I'm sure you'll talk about it again here shortly. Oh, yeah. uh, but go ahead first with your number four. What do you got, buddy? Man, I was tough on this because, like, when I think of Keanu, he's one of my most well-balanced actors. Like I said, really the only thing that he hasn't done is a straight comedy. Like a straight, like, straight, straight, straight comedy, right? Yeah. Because, like, even with The Replacements, like, that's a sports comedy. It's sports first, and then the comedy begets from that action, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to go with something that, like, really feels iconic. I, I couldn't feel comfortable talking about his filmography and even as a performance, and the thing is, is like it's not a matter of him being like exceptionally great on like the level of like other actors. I feel like this is one of the biggest stretches in regards to drama that he's ever done. And it helps when you have a multiple time Oscar winner actor in Al Pacino, and that's his work in The Devil's Advocate. Mm -hmm. Great movie, great movie. One of my favorite movies. It's obviously it, it's it's a showcase of my opinion for Al. But the fact that, once again, you have Keanu as the straight man to right. the lunacy that is Al Pacino right. playing the devil, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, trying to see <laughs> trying to see uh, Keanu Reeves do this like weird Florida accent is hilarious. <laughs> it's this the, <laughs> It is funny. It is something to take that you take away from this movie. And but it's kind of endearing. And and, and, yeah. and, and it works. And he's going for same things. And I like I I always equate Keanu Reeves to a shaken up soda can. It's like he has a certain thing. Let me tell you, he's the most actor that will like if you shake it up really, really hard, he, he will always give you it. He will give you 80% better than a hundred percent of people, but he can't go past 80%. And my right. boy was on 80% the entire film. And I loved it because he had to keep up with Al. He was riding on 80, man. I love that. He was that. riding on 80, that. man. He had, he had early Charlies. He had early oh. Charlies inside the film and everything, Bruh. man. Like, oh, Bruh. man. Let me tell you something. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Trust. Um, yes. Good but movie, uh, this movie came up recently on my show, actually. We, oh, uh, buddy of mine, Brandon Cruz, came on and we did our top five uh, movies featuring the devil. And this movie came up. It was it was on my list, and I love it. It was kind of like one of those kind of like guilty pleasure movies because it's just so fucking yeah. weird and like yeah, I, you know. I mean, tech, technically, it's great, and I don't. I feel like like you kind of like what you said. I feel like Al Pacino really jumps out, and Charlize for possibly different reasons, but <laughs> but yeah, Keanu is very memorable in The Devil's Advocate. So that's your number four, man. Good pick. Look, dude. I don't know if there's any role. You know, Neo, yes, which I've already mentioned. But I don't know. This is what started it for the guy, and it's basically him as a teenager. Ted Logan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is my number four from 1989. Okay. Yeah, 1989. I just love uh, 
just, I mean, it's a historical film, so it's got mm-hmm. the cool little history elements built That's into it. Interesting, you call it a historical film. I don't think that most people would ever refer to it as like, you know, if you want to really understand the I fabric know. of like American <laughs> history or global history, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey. I haven't watched this uh, the Legacy sequel. I haven't, but I need to. It's good. It's good. It's not. I don't enjoy it as for as well as the originals, but it's good. Okay. It, it was uh, nostalgic to be revisited, but you have the American history stuff built in there. Yeah. Obviously the sci-fi stuff. Obviously the comedy, and this is a role that was catered to him. And like I said, as yeah. my list goes on, I feel like it gets closer and closer and closer to being like one hundred percent Keanu, and we're getting there. And number four for me is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's an 80s movie. I'm an 80s junkie. And, yeah. you know, he just had, you could just tell he was having so much fun in this movie, too. And I feel like it's just an iconic role for him. You're it a fan really of is. the original from 89? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I definitely, I had more of an affinity to Bogus Journey, right? Mm, okay. Uh, what, what was the little space creature? I can't remember. It was such a, like, it was such a weird movie. Like, there were some, uh, like, really visually distinct things that were going on in Bogus Journey. Can't so, remember. Rufus is fucking iconic, though. Yo, he is um, like George Carlin, man. That 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 guy, man. Um, and that was like, yeah. so I grew up on like the like the the, the before George Carlin like started like really railing at like the <laughs> the, the outside, like get off my lawn. Yeah. But he was like George Carlin his peak. Like, yeah, I I loved it, man. It was it was so cool, man. That was that guy. Ah, but that, the the movie's so fun, and like I love the fact like the chemistry that he and, um, and then um oh my god, what was it a- a- Alex? No, Alex, Alex Winter, Winters. Yeah, yeah, Alex, yeah. Alex Winters, like. Like they were just good. <laughs> they were yeah, just so good. Good together. It's crazy yeah. how different their um their careers went. You know? I know, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. But and you know when they got back together in the most recent uh, iteration that you mentioned, I mean, it was cool to see them back together. It was like they never left, you know. And I know they're lifelong friends, and they've remained yeah. friends since since the eighties. But it's cool to see them back on screen together for sure. But Heck excellent yeah. adventure is my number four, man. So oh, we're okay. over to you for your three, Colby. What do you got? See, I just love the fact that we've already gone through four movies and it's just like so like, you know, just so different sports movies. Yeah. They got this drama. We got like the, the film history. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Man. So there was a time where, you know, Keanu Reeves was the heartthrob, right? Mm-hmm. And Keanu as one of like, once again, it can only give you 80%. And, you know, when it gets to romance films, you know, he did the best that he could. But there mm-hmm. was nothing better like Sweet November. Now, implicit ah. bias. I'm a November baby. Sweet November is one of my favorite romance films of all time. Wow. The chemistry have... that he has with Charlize, once again, again, right, is it's just it just works. And once again, it's because he is the straight guy. Like the work that's being done is not on him. It's all on <laughs> Charlize in this film. And he's going along with it. And he's the perfect audience avatar. You know, the like he's what like what carries us along. And okay. I w- it, it was such an endearing role. Like I think, like one, it's one of the films that I go back to, like as a you know, as as a drama teacher, and like I'm studying him, and like wow, I can see him really try to find the moments, find the beats, and I think that this is one of the best dramatic works that he's done. That's why I had this performance edged out slightly um, over what he had in The Devil's Advocate, and of course, he's grown as a man, grown as an actor, and mm-hmm. he's got more, a little bit more room to be able to do his thing. Yeah, hey, I got a confession, man. I've never seen this. Man, let me tell you something. And I'm a November so was, baby as well. The Lake House was close. Mm-hmm. Was close. That's but a good one. November, man. So essentially it's about a woman who is um terminal. And she has very short, um, just serendipitous romps with men as she tries to navigate the end of her life. And sure. This is her November. Okay. Right. And it's just like I, I love grand romantic serendipitous like romances and this yeah. that was it for me. So highly recommend that you watch it. It's a beautiful film. All right, I'll have to check it out. I, I mean, I've heard of it and I, I can kind of picture images in the poster and stuff in my mind, but I never mm-hmm. saw it. And uh, okay, good pick. So sweet November. I'm also a November baby, so that's cool. I didn't. Uh, hey, November what? Fifteenth. The seventh. Scorpio. Okay. That's Scorpios. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, so there you go, number <laughs> number three, Sweet November. My number three is more Keanu getting closer to being just basically Keanu showing up on set. This time, this time as an action star, there's a bomb on the bus, guys. Man, 1994 man. Speed. 
is my number three. I absolutely, awesome. this is the rewatchability on this movie is like, yeah. it's like diehard for me. I mean, it, it's like I could literally watch it every week for the rest of my life and not get tired of it. It's just so action packed. So like mindless fun at the movies. Uh, we were talking about Charlize, but Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock here, bro, forget it. Like <laughs> there yeah. was nobody, there was no quote unquote girl that next man door. Was blessed <laughs> yes. To like literally have worked with the, the best I mean, of the best. I think the only, the only starlet that, at that time that he didn't work with was Julia Roberts. Was he did in something he ever, with her? Did he Hold ever on. work with her? That's actually a good question. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know if they've ever been in anything together now that you mention it. I don't maybe they haven't, but Man. well, he he was he made a movie with everybody else, but yes, <laughs> yeah, everybody else but her. <laughs> but, but I love the kind of uh you know flirtatious relationship and friendship that they've kind of kept up to over the decades from uh, I'm talking about him and, and Sandra Bullock. But yeah, I mean, Dennis Hopper, one of the all-time great villains in this movie, just that villainous kind of like Hans Gruber type role. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of an answer to the Die Hard kind of like just blew up with this like heist action movie. And, you know, he's doing his like line deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about 80%, you know. He's yeah. just doing these like life and death situation moments. He's like, there's a bomb. On the bus, you know, like just like nothing's <laughs> happening, you know. And no, no. There's just something really charming and endearing to that, and I just, you know, it turned him into an action star. I mean, it really yeah. did, you know. And we we're talking about John Wick earlier, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know been his bread and butter at least for the last like ten years or so. And yeah. I think without movies like Speed, he may not have been considered for roles like that. And uh, you know, he he does this thing in this movie, man. A lot of great supporting performances. And like I said, the rewatchability on this is super, super high for me. So speed is my number three, brother. And uh, I'm judging by your face. You're a fan of this one as well. I am a fan of speed. However, because of the small age difference between us, I was a speed two guy. Cruise oh, control. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, that's considered like honestly one of the worst movies ever made, and I don't mean by me necessarily. I just mean by the world. So this is the thing, and and this is what the new generation like misses is that they miss the power of cable television. Speed two was always on. That's awesome, bro. It was always on. So like growing up, just like yo, this movie is never not on TV. And if my uncle's in the living room, he's not sharing the TV, so we all had to watch it, even when he falls asleep. Even when he falls asleep, he can tell if somebody changed the channel. So it just has to stay on speed to cruise control. That's the one with uh, uh, Jason Patrick, right? uh, Yeah, Jason Patrick. And it's still, it's still Sandra Bullock. She's back. Sandy B, man. She she was back. The the cruise ship just like slowly, you know. 18 knots. 12 knots. Just back and back. Look, dude, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I've literally never met anyone in my life that likes me too. And hear, hearing you say that, I'm like, this is the greatest thing I could have imagined. I'm just so happy that you love that movie. Yo, listen uh, to me. It's definitely a bad film, but it's such a fun film. Yeah, so I'm like, sure. yes, I've watched the original Speed a couple of times, but like there was even a difference. Because I think they're like, you know, five or six years apart, if not even a little bit greater. So like mm-hmm. just what they look like visually – I I appealed more to the sequel as opposed to the original. That's awesome. Um, but like, yeah, <laughs> like you, like you can't. I mean, Dennis Hopper, like he's he, he's a, he's a classic. I like the chemistry between he and Sandy B and stuff like that. So like, yes, I love that. Man. Um, I I I was thinking about all of the different action films, and there was just a couple more that I had to put above Speed. But I get it, man. I'm not mad I get at it. that. Not mad at that. I get it. I just love the cruise control love tonight. I did not expect, <laughs> expect that. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you're up next, brother. You had Sweet November. You're three. What is your number two, my friend? Man, number two. It's so hard because we're in the, you know, w- what's coming out this March is John Wick Chapter 4. And what I hear, it's what they're saying. It's one of the greatest action movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly that when John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, came out, I said that, yo, it legitimately is one of the greatest movies of all time. Matter of fact, I said it's the crescendo of action. There you go. Like it, it, it is. It is. It's fantastic. It's a roaring symphony riddled with bullets, blood, knives, lost lives. This movie sounds as good as it looks. A sweet balance of all our action with a cool story that makes JW three one of, if not the best action movie of nice. all time. That was. Yeah, I had to look up that tweet that I made a few years ago. Man, that was pre-pandemic. Told me. Mm. Yo, let me tell you. And um, <laughs> there's everything in that. And once again, 
what you'll find in my list, he's the straight man. Mm-hmm. Not only did he find what has worked for his entire career, but they were able to elevate it and accentuate everything to what his is. He's still only giving you 80%. <laughs> he's not going to go to the 80. When he runs, he can't even run more than 80%. Right, Have you seen sure. that man try to sprint? He yeah, can't. it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. His knees only move kinda, 80%. Yeah. They don't go like the full – there's no full extension on him at all. Sure. Right? <laughs> you sure. know, so it's like – but it finds a way to accentuate everything around him. And um, I think with John Wick, like he has with, you know, um, you know, in the replacements, you know, inside of speed, like I'm trying to think. There's definitely actors who just have iconic characters where you just know them. And he's yeah. been able to find something else with that. And like, just like what Liam Neeson did in the Taken films, this was his version of Taken. The John Wick films are way better. Um, the first one was a surprise. The second one was just like icing on the cake. Well, this is the cherry on the. Uh, I guess so you don't put cherry on a cake. You're putting put cherry, cherry on, on this icing, cake, sure. Yeah. yeah, like, but like, this is just so good. And the thing is, it's like he doesn't stop. You know, Mister Vic, like it's, it's he's Baba Yaga, like like he's yeah. so cool. So I'll take the performance that he gives, particularly in this film, as the best of the three. Until we find out when the fourth one comes out, because that may okay. that may take the crown. Okay, good pick. I got. I'm gonna be talking about John Wick here in a second. A different film though. Um, okay, but it really kind of represents the series as a whole. To be honest, I haven't seen four yet, obviously, but mm-hmm. I did. Lo- I do love all of them. So I love Parabellum yeah. as well. So John Wick Chapter Three is your runner up. Yeah. My rudder up, it was hard to not put this in number one, man. I, I love this movie so much. I feel like, I mean, we were talking about the replacements earlier, and we were, I was talking about speed or just a second ago. I feel like this is kind of a marriage of those two characters. Okay. Uh, when he when he played Johnny Utah in Point Break. There you go. In 1991, a film directed by Catherine Bigelow, uh, later would go on to be an Oscar winner. And I just, I love this movie, dude. I mean, this is a, a surfer heist movie with Patrick Swayze doing his thing. You know, the dead president mask that they wore and they're robbing mm-hmm. banks. And Keanu, again, an action star here. And he gets in and kind of infiltrates the group. He learns how to surf, taught by Lori Petty, by the way, who's great in this movie. And he kind of just gets in the in crowd and tries to kind of solve the bank robberies because he's, he's an FBI agent. Full transparency. Never seen it. Oh, God, I don't want to give anything away then. Oh, no, no, well, don't worry about it because I know okay. that, like, that's the crux of what the Fast and Furious films were, right? Sure, yeah, sure. Like, like, it's, it's, pretty, it's point break with cars. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, DVD players. Surfing yeah. instead of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, dude, it's so good, man. There's a there's a chase scene in point break. And don't forget, this is 91, okay? And I'm saying this oh, wow. to you as I'm sitting here in 2023. I still think this. There's a chase scene in this on foot. It's a foot chase. That okay. is easily one of the best chase scenes in movie history. And I'm talking about cars, buses, anything. It is an ama- it's shot so beautifully by Bigelow. Uh, they do a lot of their own stunts, him and Swayze in that scene. Uh, Keanu actually got injured. I mean, you would know if you'd seen oh. it, but there's a scene where he like falls off of this um, like embankment or whatever on the interstate. And he yeah. actually did. And he had like... Uh, rolled his ankle and he, they couldn't film for a couple days because of it. Jeez. Um, but it's just awesome, man. In fact, you should just look up Point Break Chase scene on YouTube when we get done and yes. just watch that scene. I mean, it's just so okay. awesome. They're like running through houses and kids are playing in their yard and they're like running through their little kiddie pools and shit. And it's like, it goes on for like five minutes. It's, it's amazing. So, oh, uh, but that. he, his performance, speaking to that, which is what we're talking about, is this surfer guy out in Cali. So it's kind of like how his dialect already was. He already kind of talks like that. He was he has the look, obviously. And his like kind of matching with Swayze here mm-hmm. was such I could not I cannot believe how good the casting was in this movie. This yes. is the kind of role I'm talking about where it was literally like they wrote it, like we have to get Keanu Reeves to play this or we can't make it. Uh that's how well he fit into this role. So I hope you get a chance to check it out. But Point Break is my number two. By the way, the remake is fucking horrible. I've heard that. I've stayed clear away from it. So I think that there's a lot of the films in the 70s, 80s, and 90s that I missed that I guess are like the like legacy films. Like, yo, you got to watch. This is a part of like Americana filmmaking, right? A part of me waits for those to possibly make its way back at like a theater. Because I would love to feel and watch that movie um, like in the theater for the first time. Like I remember sure. like I didn't grow up with The Shining. 
And I missed the the wave of what made that movie it. And I felt like at least capturing that in a theater, like at least, you know, kind of replicate it for me. And I don't want the the temptation of being able to pause something I've never watched before because I'm watching on a streaming service. Got it. Right? Like I really would like that's a film that I hope is like just being celebrated someplace like we are going to bring back in theaters for one night only. Speed for one night only. Like it should be, you know? Yeah, they should. I mean, it's it, it's good. And you can see the early uh, – I don't know if you're a Catherine Bigelow fan too, but you know, you can see the early kind of Her like – and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, dude. You can see the early kind of signs of, of a really beautiful filmmaker too, great director. And uh, I love this movie. Also, uh, Gary Busey plays his FBI partner and probably Gary Busey's best role. And I'm not even kidding. Like, he's so okay. funny in this movie. Uh, Anthony Anthony Kiedis and Flea are in it. They play part of this like drug gang in the movie. So yeah, you got to check it out, man. Point Break is a classic. I love it. It's definitely one of my favorite films of the nineties. Sort shortly too. Okay. Oh yeah, you got to check that out, dude. It's so good. Cool, so there cool, we cool. go. Oh, by the way, rest in peace, Tom Sizemore, who's also in. Yeah, in Point man, Break. that's right. Great that role is, for him cool. too in, the, in this mm-hmm. movie. I wanted to mention that real quick. So we're up to our number ones, Colby Mack. Let's yeah. see, man. I'm kind of trying to. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't know if I could guess yours, to be honest. Well, yeah, I think I'd, I already said it, right? Yeah, you yeah, said I know it. I, it, right. it would be so hard because it's one of those films that it didn't reinvent cinema. I think it just changed the game for sci-fi films. And really just it was one of those things where we embraced film very differently um, in Y2K. And what we got in The Matrix just like changed the game, mm-hmm. you know? And having Keanu be a part of that in a role that not only accentuated his just natural acting style, mm-hmm. it, there's something about it that's, that felt very deep for him, even though mm-hmm. there wasn't much called for this character, but it just works. Like, I think he has like a natural, like physical sensibility where he feels like an everyman. Like he doesn't feel like a hulking monster. He doesn't sure. feel like, you know, like he was not John Wick then, you know? So mm-hmm. Neo felt like one of us. You know, yeah. that's what the whole story was, you know, but right. that he was something greater. Right. And like, I, I, it, it really did work. And I mean, it, there's just so much iconic stuff. And like, I think what I'll give credit to Keanu Reeves, what he cannot deliver emotionally, he will deliver with a physical performance. Sure. And I think that's where he is one of the best in Hollywood still doing it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, to your to piggyback on what you're saying, and I didn't mention when it came up on my list. You know, I think what's cool about Neo in the Matrix too is that he he does have that everyman quality. You're right; like he does yeah. kind of, especially like in the first act of the film when he's mm-hmm. kind of fumbling through the world that he lives in, not knowing mm-hmm. he's in the Matrix or suspecting he is, but not, we don't really know what's going on yet. And he's you know just kind of down on his luck, and he's doing these computer hacks, and like I don't know, you get a sense like us. Oh, guy you know we could live next door to this dude you know Correct. it could could be a friend of ours that we work at the bar with or whatever you know so that's a good point actually and he nails that i think other actors especially if they had cast somebody that was like well well known at the time may not have mm-hmm. been able to pull that off so i agree with well, you well think about it this was supposed to be will smith that's the craziest yeah. thing how different of a movie i forgot that, about like, that we actually would interpret it that that was supposed yeah. to be will smith i forgot know? about that actually that's crazy will smith is not it's he's not your every man He's too damn good looking. Like he's he he's 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 the Adonis. Like he, like it's like especially everything that he had going on and stuff like that. Like yeah, that the movies would have been very very different. So like it's a skill that he has in how he presents himself that you can attribute just to Keanu. You know, and um, it's a great role. I think he delivers a fantastic performance and the natural chemistry that he has, you know, with Trinity, uh, with Trinity, um, the fight scene that he has, you know, with Morpheus, um, you know, like it is so good. I know karate. <laughs> like, right, on, right, 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 like, right. It is so good. It's so good, man. So iconic. Yeah, I love it, man. Great pick. So a little crossover there, uh, yeah. a little far apart, but that's fine. I, you know, yeah. I. I tried to have this sensibility in my list and my number one is you kind of already talked about John Wick, but it's the first one. The original John Wick is my number one. It really is a representation of this entire series though, including number four, which I haven't seen yet, but I assume is going to at a minimum be decent. Yeah. But you know, he's kind of, and they're already now, so we're going to do a number five and who knows how long it's going to go on, but he, people are going back to see this character And I love, 
And I'm naming number one, and I love it because of the simplicity with the first one. Now, with that being said, I am happy that, you know, Parabellum exists and that Ford's coming out and, you know, that Keanu has this, like, long-lasting... Like, I think all that's great, you know? But at the same time, if they had made one and then we never saw the character again, that movie would have stood alone as a very simple, beautiful action film. You know, it was like, you pissed this dude off, you fucking took some shit from him that you shouldn't have taken from him, Mm -hmm. you broke his heart. So he came out of retirement and he fucked up everybody in the movie. The end, yes. you know, and it yeah. would have just been a great revenge movie and it would have stood on his own as one of the greats ever, in my opinion. Now it was so successful that of course we've gotten multiple sequels and, and yeah. the story kind of elevated from there and we got a lot of different twists and turns and everything else. So uh, it's a great world that's been created a universe in the John Wick universe, but I just love that simplicity of the first one. And I also love how we were talking about my daughter earlier and I introduced her to this movie a couple years ago because she had never seen any of them and we were kind of catching up on the series. And I love watching that first movie with somebody that's never seen anything about John Wick. It's just the introduction to that world and with, with, with the, his pet and like the whole Mm -hmm. thing is just, it's just really cool to watch. And and you read it on paper too, and you go, uh, this guy kind of snapped like it's kind of that's not really that big a deal like what the fuck's going on with this dude but the, you know you watch it and it kind of makes sense and i think keanu's performance plays to that a lot because similarly to what we were talking about with the matrix he just kind of sells the fact that he feels just like all of us do you know the only difference is he's a fucking trained assassin that can you know take yeah. care of business but yeah i love john wick in general but the first one's my favorite so that's my number one man Damn, there you go. Who would win on a 1v1 outside of the Matrix? Neo or John Wick? Mm, I mean, it's got uh, it's got to be Neo, right? You would th- I mean, so Neo still uh, kind of retains all the knowledge. I mean, I don't know. That'd be a damn good fight, though. It would be a damn good fight. Want to see fight. it? <laughs> Want to yeah, see I it? Yeah, I know, too, now that you said it. Damn. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Colby Mack, our top five Keanu Reeves performances. And I tell you, man, we only had, I mean, if you count John Wick and The Matrix, we had two crossovers. So a lot, of, a lot of performance. I, I thought we would have more crossover, to be honest, because I feel like the guy, when you're talking performances, I don't know. I just feel like the pool's yeah. not that deep, but I guess it is. I mean, the guy's doing his thing, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, the physical is still a performance, man. He's a he's a, he's an interesting performer. Um, I agree. But like he's 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 one of the greats, and I don't think that he's slowing down. Like I said, I we'll agree. see him in a cape somehow. I don't know on which side, but you know, I mean, where do you embrace it? <laughs> I got some or. interesting. I got some interesting on my honorable mentions too. Yeah. But we're gonna do that when we come back from break. Let's take a quick break, Colby. When we come back, we will remind everybody what we had in our top five. We'll give some honorables. And then we will shout out the fans online, too. They had a couple Keanu uh, Reeves performances they wanted to mention as well. Sit tight, guys. We will be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. What's up, guys? Welcome back. As I said, pre-break, Colby Mack is here, a longtime friend of the show who has not been back in far too long, but he finally made it over here. And we just discussed our favorite performances from Mr. Keanu Reeves. Colby, just remind everybody real quick, what was your top five again? Yeah, so number five, we had uh, The Replacements playing Shane Falco. Um, At number four, we had The Devil's Advocate. At number three, we had a movie that I highly recommend that you watch um, in uh, Sweet November. Uh, Number two, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Number one for me was The Matrix. I love it, man. My number five was The Matrix. Number four was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the original. My number three was Speed. Number two was Point Break. And my number one was John Wick. 
So there he goes. Uh, good list all around for Mr. Keanu Reeves. Now, uh, I got a, I got five honorable mentions here. You've mentioned a few of them, but why don't you go ahead and give me, limit it to five or less, but what performances do you want to shout out that didn't quite make your top five? Yeah, um, I guess this if, if you're talking about another sports film, one that I kind of grew up with, Hardball. Pretty much yeah. it's your formulaic, you know, coming of age, you know, um, uh, ragtag group of kids that he has to be able to bring all together. Strike one, caught you by surprise. Strike <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, man. You know, um, so he did a really, really good job, you know, uh, bringing those kids together. Um, most recently, outside we were talking about Always Be My Maybe, but like it's his voice performance as Duke Kaboom. Yeah, dude. In, uh, in, in, in Toy Story 4. Right. Yeah, that's like, and too. That was yeah. like that was a really, really good one. Um, and I do believe and I, I got to take a look. He did play Batman. He voiced Batman, I think. In was that the Lego there, Batman or was that? Um, was it Lego Batman? No, not Lego Batman. No, was that it, was uh, Will Arnett. Uh, well, who did he voice Batman? I think you're uh, right. DC though. League of Super Pets. That's it. Yeah, I didn't see that one, though. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was good, Batman. OK, all right. Batman. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Any others or is that it? That would be it. There was one that All he right. did. I think it was um not uh, gosh squid not squid in the whale. It was one. It was a it was an indie film, art house film. He plays like a dentist. Can't remember the name of it, but I remember like like distinctly going through it, and I was like, man, that was a really really good movie. It was that one that sounds familiar like, uh, too? Actually, it does. But he played a dentist. Yeah, no, I think it was um uh, Thumbsucker. Matter of fact. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one either. It's not the one yeah. I was thinking of. My number six would have been the replacements, which you talked about. My number okay. seven would have been a movie called Something's Gotta Give. Did you ever see that one? Something's Gotta Give? Why does that sound like a... That's a rom-com. So that's uh, Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Jack going, Nicholson? Going through he a divorce. Yeah, he, they're going through a divorce and Diane Keaton's dating the younger guy per- portrayed by Keanu Reeves. Uh, so Jack, Jack Nicholson like hates him, you know, and Keanu is so charismatic and we all love him. The audience loves him. Because he's oh, so nice and good to her, you know, and they, they have this kind of like, him and Jack have this hate love-hate thing going on. My number eight would have been The Devil's Advocate. My number nine would have been Always Be My Maybe. I feel like that's one of the better cameos. Yes. I feel like yes. it's one of the better cameos of the last, like, ten years or so. It's just so good in that scene, you know. Absolutely. And then you mentioned Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4 would be my number ten. So there you go. Colby, to wrap up every episode, I head over to social media to see what the fans had to say. We open up the old suggestion box. Over there. So I just said, what are your favorite Keanu Reeves performances? And here's what we got. Uh, Marshall, friend of the show, says John Wick times four. (laughs) So there we go. And then he says, in all seriousness, he was also great in the Matrix series, 47 Ronin, The Devil's Advocate, and Point Break. Uh, Let's see. Mario says Johnny Utah from Point Break. You got to see that one, Colby. I'm putting that on your homework. I definitely do. I'm putting that, yes. Pointing that on your homework list. Uh, Dan Brennick from Netflix and Spill, you know that guy. He said, always yeah, yeah. be my baby. He said that was a bad movie, but he was a bright spot. And Lindsay Dunn agreed with him on that. Let's see. Brett, a uh, friend of mine and patron of the show, says Constantine. There you go. He also says Speed, The Devil's Advocate, and Toy Story 4. Josh Raglan, patron and friend of the show, says Parenthood, which I didn't oh. know he was in that. Is he in that? Parenthood. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know he that. Unless be. maybe... Was that the remake, maybe? I don't know. I'll have to look that up because I didn't even realize he was in that. And he also says Matrix and Point Break. Let's see. Uh, Michelle, patron of the show, says Bill and Ted. And she also says Parenthood. So I guess he was in it. Okay. Wow, I got to look I gotta look that up. <laughs> so, so always count on Julio. But here's Julio's list. His number three is The Gift. So, okay. His number two is Lake House. Like, all right. Yeah, and his number yeah. one, his number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think his number one's a troll job. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jared Taylor, patron or friend of the show, says "My Own Private Idaho." That's a good one from the nineties as well. That's a good one. Brad, patron or friend of the show, says "SpongeBob the Movie," <laughs> "Little Buddha," go. and Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, man, yeah. that was like, a, like uh, I miss movies about hackers. And yeah, like, just like, <laughs> we were so afraid of the internet. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> With one. good yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. Remember, the whole, remember all the Y2K stuff? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. Nerdrovert, patron of the show, says, Constantine, my own private of Idaho, and the devil's advocate. I will end on patron of the show, David Powell. He says, let's face it. We all love him. 
but he's kind of a dreadful actor. (laughs) (laughs) So these are my favorites where I love the movie, and I think he's cast well. It's actually a pretty long list, though. He says, Constantine, River's Edge, Always Be My Maybe, Destination Wedding, Street Kings, A Scanner Darkly, The Gift, and Devil's Advocate. So there you go. Scanner Darkly, that was good. That was that was a crazy movie. Yeah, I was going to. So there you go. Thank you guys so much for the feedback. If I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. And thank you to Mr. Keanu Reeves for a very layered career to where we were able. I mean, because we didn't match up on a whole lot. And even the fans had some different picks there that we didn't bring up tonight. So like you said, the guy is an interesting actor and he is a performer. He's so charismatic and charming. And I feel like he could do this forever and he probably will. So, yes. So uh, shout out to Keanu Reeves for sure. Colby back. Uh, this was a lot of fun, man. I know you're doing your thing out there in Cali and you've been busy, especially right now during award season and all that stuff. But uh, your friendship means a lot to me. And I'm glad we've kind of gotten to know each other over the last few years. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online and look you up, man, and what you're doing out there? Yeah, man. Always appreciate the invite. Anytime you need me, I am down to rock the mic with you. If Love y'all want to rock the mic with me, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D me on Twitter and IG. And when I'm in the mood to write, you can check out our website for my podcast, Minorities Report, with my guys Shama and Raul at M Report Pod on Twitter and IG. And when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby Told Me. Damn right. Yeah, I, met, I saw Sean at the theater when we went to, um, uh, what, what, oh, uh, Creed, actually. So I was, uh, Creed 3 had a uh, press screening for that, and he works at the theater where we were at. Yeah, I think he just took and over. I think he runs AMC. South Point now. Yeah, yeah. AMC South Point. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, the, he's the GM of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was like that week that he had taken over. And we're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're just chatting with him or whatever. And uh, the girl I was with, Lindsay, another critic, she was like, mm-hmm talking about how she likes the food but they took this off of the menu they took that off the menu and he's like yeah you know he's trying to explain everything and you know everything so the movie starts and then the guy sends us some appetizers i mean he's a great yeah. dude you know just had him sit to us you know he's a he's a gem of a guy yeah i love that guy i gotta have <laughs> yeah, him on the show man. too he's never been on the peas before so i'm gonna make that Most happen told him, so. we'll get it together we'll get the, we'll get a whole pod on the podcast bro <laughs> let's do it man let's do it all right, Colby back. I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, like I said, it means a lot. And thanks for joining me for this Keanu Reeves discussion. Always. All right, brother. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will be back next week. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>